Man, what's good? What's good? YouTube, what's good? Coffee and sports in the morning. Everybody rise and shine. This your boy, Coach Dante, in the building uh, for here in uh, for here Empire Sports Coffee in the morning. And alongside of me, I got my uh, great friend, uh, my partner, my duo. No, she's uh, excited about yesterday's victory, about the Sixers. Already know everybody with nerve, blood flowing. Hey, key in the building. How you doing this morning? What's going on? My nerves and my has not recovered yet from that game, but hopefully, you know, I, I'll be able to settle down. <laughs> yeah, everything went good. Everything went straight. Everything went straight. I thought. The Sixers had them. I mean, thought of Celtics. They did have the momentum for a moment. And hey, James Harden just say today for the uh, 76ers. But other than that, man, Mo, Mo will be coming on. He will be running a little late. E in the house already. E in the house, you see, I'm always rocking the coach. Number five, sure. We got to get that Merlin. I got to get that Merlin. I got to get that Merlin number five on me. I got to get that Merlin. I got to pay for that Merlin number five. I got to get time for that Merlin number five to come on out, man. So other than that, man, we're going to jump uh, right into it. So we're going to recap the games this weekend. That kind of that kind of really that kind of happened that people don't know and people don't actually know. Don't actually know. I know a lot of people know it, but other than that, so we're going to go ahead and start. We're going to go ahead and start from uh, Friday, Friday uh, game. Boston Celtics um, become uh, that was the first game at in in the 76 of land, one fourteen to one oh two. Boston ended up taking that. Uh, Philadelphia uh, Boston started out. This is the game. Boston actually started off hot in the game. Jason Tatum twenty seven points. He was uh, inefficient from downtown three of eleven, but he was efficient from the field. He was efficient from the actual field. Uh, 10 rebounds. Tatum has been dominant both on the offensive side and the defensive side in this pretty much the last two games. Al Horford had 17. He had a time three in the game when the Sixers was on the run. Marcus Smart chipped in with 15. Derek White had 13. Jalen Brown had 23. It seemed like he's been a, a killer in, in this series as well. Brodman had 15 points uh, in this game. P.J. Tucker had nine. And you know, Tobias Harris had seven. At seven points, uh, Joel Embiid 30 and 13. Uh, that's the day he all held up that MVP trophy right now. Tyrese Maxey 13 points. James Harden, this is a game everybody shitted on him in this game. In this game, game two and game three, everybody got went crazy. Went crazy. Yep, everybody went crazy. Every Philly fan went crazy on him. DJ Eastwood, they all went, they all went in on, went on on hard. George Niang chipped in 10 points and Paul Reed. So, uh, what you call oh, so uh Keith, what you thought about this game three? Uh the Celtics winning this uh by 12. So game game two. Wait, this was game three. Okay, so game yeah, three. I, three. I, I so something was gonna happen with this game because Joe Joel got his uh MVP trophy in front of the Wells Fargo crowd and Philly. I knew something in the back of my soul said this 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 lovely moment is gonna get ruined. And it got ruined bad. 32 points, I think it was a blowout loss. Um, yeah, I had I, we, we had to put the bolo out for James Harden. We put the missing persons out for James Harden, put the missing persons out for Tobias Harris. Um, and um, you know, it, it was just nothing was flowing offensively that game in game three. So obviously, you know, Boston came in and 
dominated game three. But game four, that's a different story. James, James Harden was found from that missing persons. He he was found again. Tobias Harris, we still haven't found him yet, so he's still missing. But um, James Harden definitely came to play uh, game four. Yeah, definitely. Uh, game three, game three, uh, Celtics. Uh, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, and like I say, Marcus Smart hit some time and threes in that game three. So showed it Al Horford when they was coming down, when they was uh when the Sixers did have momentum. Uh he had a timely three pretty much to put the lead up to seven. Then Jason Tatum pretty much hit the dagger uh with the step back three. You thought the dagger was a step back three yesterday, but then again, uh then again, uh something else happened in that game four, which was I will I will explain that what will happen on that one because it was a big sequence. It was a big sequence in the game four that did happen for the you know, uh, the Sixers to uh, win that game. I thought they played a part in that. So we got the Suns coming back to earth in game number three, game three and four, actually. Uh, we got the Suns coming back to earth. Uh, so they relied basically, Denver got beat by basically the starters, by basically the two players. Uh, Kevin Durant, inefficient from the field, but he still had 39 points, 39 points is 39 points. Devin Booker had a whopping 47 points in that game. Three right now. We gave him the victory. TJ Warren finally played uh, in this game. Seven points. He was pretty good off the bench. Um, Terrence Ross had five. Uh, Landry Shemick had four. But other than that, uh, Jokic had 30, 17 and 17. God damn, man. I didn't know he had this much. He had 17 and 17. I just forgot about what he had. And Jamal Murray had 32. So, uh, Porter had 21 points. Them the only three guys that kind of stepped up for Denver. What you think about the game three from Denver? My bad. The, the trash trucks was going past, so I ain't want y'all to hear the trash trucks. Um, game, game. This this series, we all thought the Suns was done because no Chris Paul. You know he's out with injuries. Yep. Um, Phoenix don't have no bench really to to give these starters a rest. And then when they do come off the bench, they don't produce. But it's it's up to book. It was up to book and KD to deliver to at least give the Suns a hope of chance. And they came through. Um, like I said, they had their only offense, and they they pulled it out. Yep. Hey, you gotta give you gotta get you gotta get them credit. I mean, the last two games we should, we'll get to the game four. What happened yesterday? Just gotta give them credit, man. The, the Sun, the two stars, they lead them by the two stars. Uh, and other guys, Monty Williams, finally playing guys. They helped them come off the bench. And when you have guys like Shamick and uh, T.J. Warren, who's been a 20-point game scorer before, that takes a lot of load off Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and that allows them to sit out on the bench and kind of get a little breather a little bit. But Denver defense has actually been atrocious in the actual two last two games, so hoping they get that cover. So we go to Saturday's game. Game number three, and we got the we got two ass whoopings on Saturday. We took we 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 I had to sit up there and watch two ass whoopings on Saturday, and it's all your fault. Key. Every time it's an ass whooping coming, that's gonna be all your fault. Don't blame so me for that. <laughs> so we had Miami, and I don't think nothing wrong with Jimmy Butler. I don't think nothing wrong with Jimmy. I think that game too pissed off Jimmy Butler because he wasn't even now, but. Hey, the question was, would Jimmy Butler be healthy 100%? Well, he looked damn good to me. When I when I looked at him, he looked straight to me, and the New York Knicks didn't know how to actually stop him. So Jimmy Butler, 105 to 96, 
you know, uh, I think I lied. Well, it wasn't. I did not actually apply the mercy rule on it because they didn't never get down by twenty five. They never got down by twenty five. But it was a, it was an exhausting ass whooping. Jalen Brown, Jalen, uh, Jalen, uh, Jalen Brunson got shut down. Not shut down. Pretty much in the game, he still had twenty points, but he was inefficient he had, from the he field. Had an off day shooting. He had an off day shooting. He had an off day shooting. He had an off five from three. 0 for 5 from 3, 7 of 20. He didn't actually get shut down, but he still had 20, but he was inefficient. He worked. He, he worked from the field. Julius Randle, my goodness, the offense may be getting worse. I'm telling people that man, that man may be hurting the team more than he helping the team at this point. He may be hurting the team. Julius Randle may be the problem for the New York Knicks if they lose this series. I'm telling you, this dude may be the problem. He got 10 points, uh, 14 rebounds, 14 rebounds, 0 for 5 from 3, shoot too many goddamn threes. It just seemed like Without Julius Randle, I don't think the Knicks need Julius. We don't get probably get into a topic like that one day, but I don't think the Knicks actually need Julius Randle to win a game, to win, to win, and to be a very good team. RJ Barrett uh struggle from the field. Obi Toppin. It, it was an offensive struggle for the New York Knicks, but you go on the on the Miami Heat side, Jimmy Butler with 28 points, his first game coming back, bound 17 and 12. Matt Scruz with 19. He went crazy. Kyle Lowry with 14 points. So, uh, Key, what you think about this game? Well, I knew when Jimmy came back, things are going to change. You see how the you see how the, the Heat operate without Jimmy Butler. Someone else in that team has to step up and make points. When Jimmy was out, we saw Max Bruce had to get more involved. We saw Gabe Jackson had to get uh, I mean, Gabe Vince had to get more involved. Uh, Martin. A bio, they had to contribute. There's no Tyler Hero. He can't help you. Um, once Jimmy gets back on the floor, you know, Jimmy's going to make his, going to do, uh, get his buckets. And just looking at the box score, I mean, it was kind of lopsided a little bit. I mean, Kyle Lowry contributed with 15 points off the bench. You don't know what Kyle Lowry you going to each and every night when he's in the game. You might get the three-point Kyle Lowry, or you might get the 37-point Kyle Lowry. You don't know which Kyle Lowry is going to show up. Um, Struce had, what, 19 points that game. Abayo had 17. Kevin Love had four. Gabe Vincent had five. And then Jimmy with the 28. So we all know where the offense is. The ball is going to be in Jimmy's hands. He, he's going to produce. He's your main guy. When he's not on that floor, it, it shows. Yep, it did. It did. It did, it did show in light in game uh, number three, but I thought they had a solid game offensively in game three. The only in game two, I thought the only difference was in game two. They couldn't rebound. They couldn't actually rebound basketball in game two. Thought they had a solid showing. They could have easily beaten the New York Knicks. It wasn't for Hardenstein being too big for them, being actually too big for them. But other than that, uh, like I say, um, very good for the Miami Heat. They do play tonight. They do play tonight for a big game four for the New York Knicks. Uh, so every time it's a big game four, it's a big game four, you know, uh, the teams that desperately need, like the Sixers, the uh, Suns, they were able to win it. So let's see if it's the Knicks time. Let's see if the Knicks were able to come in Miami and win game and win game four to make the series go back to the go back to New York with the series tied to two. So other than that, and we got a I had a mercy rule. The Lakers beat the Warriors by thirty. Beat the Warriors by thirty, and. I say was a massacre in this game. I, you know, I mercy rooted in the fourth quarter. I mercy rooted in the fourth quarter, pretty much. Uh, Anthony Davis, twenty five and uh, twenty five and thirteen, played a solid game in this game. 
21 apiece for D'Angelo Russell and, and uh, LeBron James. LeBron James didn't have to do too much. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had a hot start. Lonnie Walker chipped in with 12 points, uh, chipped in this game with 12 points. And Curry and Curry, Curry, Wiggins pretty much the only, uh, only two to showed up for Golden State. 97 points. That's not Golden State. Not Golden State basketball right there. They shot bad from the uh, three-point line. 13 of uh, 40 of 44. They shot horrible from the free throw from the three-point line. Uh, they both had great assists. They both were moving the ball. Warriors just wasn't making shot. Warriors had 19 turnovers in this game. That was pretty much seemed like it was the difference of this game. So, Keith, what you thought about this game? Man, this game. Um, Anthony Davis has a pattern. I don't know if you noticed the pattern. One game he's hot. Another game, next game he plays, he barely does anything. Next game after that, he's hot. After that, next game he don't do anything. So this was his game. He had to be on, and he was on. Um, didn't have to do much from LeBron. D'Lo was hot. It's just them turnovers is a killer. Whenever you get double digit, double digit turnovers, you can't win basketball games like that. Yep. And the Warriors, they hot and cold when it comes to their shooting. One day Steph might be off, but Clay might go off. Clay might be off, but Steph will go off. Again, the Warriors are going to need the surrounding cast again to help them as well. They need Jordan Poole to step up. You already know what Draymond Green's going to do. He's not your shooter, but he sets up the plays and um, distributes the ball. He rebounds. He's the playmaker. He gets everybody started. Um, it, it's just, you know, Lakers play good defense as well. So they just shut down the Warriors. But let's see if the Warriors can come back uh, again in game four to tie this series up. Yep, it is. And we move on to the uh, yesterday's game, which is was pretty stressful for Sixers fans. They didn't know if they were going to give it away. They were going to lose. They were going to win it. They were gonna, uh, Like I say, when Boston kept getting the momentum, the Sixers kept trying to find a way to fight back. Uh, the Sixers was up in the third quarter, remind you, they were up in the third quarter, 90 points. points. It was up. Points. It was up in the third quarter, 90, 92 to 83. No, they were down by, they were up by nine. They end up scoring. They end up scoring uh, 16 points. And James Harden had about 12 of those points, at least 12 of those points. But one key thought that was in that, in that scenario. Uh, the Sixers are down by three. They miss a shot. P.J. Tucker in the right place at the right time, gets the rebound, gets a three-point play, ties it back up at 105 apiece. At 105 apiece. P.J. Tucker, you can argue, he's not MVP of this series, but he's been a difference in this series. He made, made a corner three earlier in the game when he when she's wasn't, wasn't, he's afraid to shoot the basketball. He only shoots two when he's open, but he's always around. He's always around when you need him. He's always in the right spot in the right time. That's what you call being at the right spot at the right time. So that was a, a key factor in the, in the regulation. When it was regulation, that was actually a key factor. It was a missed three from the corner. It was a badly, poorly missed. It was poor. I mean, matter of fact, that was Tobias Harris. He airballed the shot. He airballed the shot. When the, the Celtics was actually playing defense and the ball ends up going right to P.J. Tucker for a layup. So that, that was a key play in the game, tying it back up when they were down by three, when they were down by actually three. That was a key. You had to mention that key play. So – other than that, uh, other than that, we get to the box score. You know, just to mention, Tobias Harris hasn't showed up the last two games. Uh, Max hasn't, hasn't showed up the series. Yo, oh, he he he's been uh very good two game, been last two games. But we gonna we gotta pose the energy to Max because Max ain't been great either. 
He's been yeah. he ain't he ain't been he been horrible in the series. So again, Tobias Harris and Maxi, they still need to be in a loss to found James Harden, Joel and B. Joel and B kind of checked out a little bit, out a little bit in the in the fourth quarter in the, in the overtime. But James Harden was the man. James Harden was the man in the game. He was basically the reason why the Sixers won this game. So, uh, Keith, talk about your 76ers in this game. Man, so the Sixers came out starting off hot. And I was like, okay, got a new burst of energy. You've seen before the half, James Harden had 21 points. I said, okay, it's going to be one of these type of games. Uh, got Joel going a little bit. I mean, Maxi, I mean, he's a 22-year-old kid who's still learning the game. And it's just, you know, so happens he's been in the playoffs each and since he's been here. <clears throat> but I can't expect a 22-year-old to, you know, be the, be that guy. We know he has he has flashes when he can be. Um, but, you know, he still needs to if, – if, if Maxie gives me at least 15, 15 to 20 points, I'll take that. Um, he had 14 yesterday. You know, he, had, he hit some threes a little bit. Um, P.J. Tucker – what, what can you say? Again, I don't like that we paid him $10 million a year for three years, but I already know what P.J. Tucker could bring to the table. In these times right here, this is when P.J. Tucker is bananas. You may not see it on the box score, but when you physically watch a game, you know P.J. Tucker can do. He's, that, he's the Draymond Green. He's the emotional leader on the team. You see what happened when Boston was on that run and Horford kept denying shots. Um rebounding <clears throat> he had to go over there and go in joel's ear and be like do not why you do not play scared you an mvp in this league for a reason do not play scared do not play scared so he went in joel's ear and and, and keep going um that, that that shot was was clutching big for the Sixers right there that's what turned the game around james harden came out with a floater Put the game in the overtime, and then he called game in overtime. It was a great, it was a great look by Joel. You know, he was about to get double teamed. Jalen Brown kind of didn't. I don't know. You should, in that moment, you don't go and double team somebody with Joel. I get it. You want to double team Joel. You don't want him to get set to get you that that bucket the end one because you know he can shoot very well from the the the, uh, the free throw line. But in that instance, he found James sitting there wide open. And we, we got the three. We shouldn't have went into overtime, but it is what it is. Um, it's just four 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 points in the in the fourth quarter was crazy as Boston was making a run. Tatum, that should have been an offensive foul. I don't care what nobody say he pushed off Maxi to get the space. You see, you see Maxi clearly step back. Um and that the the ref, the ref was standing right there looking at him. And you not and you don't call that foul, that offensive foul, that's crazy. But then Marcus Smart came down, and, and they took too much time in that possession to, to get that shot off. And Marcus Smart, it did go in, but it was, it was you clearly saw it the, the time that expired. Jason Taylor. So we for the Sixers there, but they got to learn how to close. We, we still don't know how to close out quarters. We, 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 we shouldn't even been in that position. Yeah, talking about Jason Taylor don't show up in the playoffs. Uh, he didn't show up yesterday. So he did you even watch the game yesterday. He, 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 wasn't, he showed up in the second half when it mattered. When it mattered, he showed up. I mean, he dominated, actually dominated on the defensive offense. If you ain't look at the box score, actually look at the box score, yes, he's he gonna struggle. He's gonna struggle in the playoffs. Playoff, 
Playoffs is a whole different mode, whole different mode, man. He's gonna have some moments in the game, but he struggled. He he showed he did. He was he was yes, he had a bad first half of the game. He had a bad first half. Of the yeah, game he was nine for twenty, one for six from three, but he had eighteen rebounds. <laughs> eighteen rebounds. Now, he was great in the second half. I got to give it to him. He was set, he was great in the second half. Eighteen rebounds. I know he had about. Hold on, I, I got to look at the full thing. He had about four blocks. He had about four blocks. He was dominant yesterday on, in the second half on the offense and defensive side. He was actually effective. But by the way, Jalen Brown was hot early in the game. He was really hot early in the game, but he made a terrible mistake. He made a terrible. He made a terrible, terrible mistake helping off in the corner. Y'all don't know the corner. It's a reason why they call the corner the short corner because that's the shortest three in NBA basketball. So. If Jalen Brown, I know he saw Joel and B post up Tatum and Joel and I rather Joel and B, I rather Joel and B take that two, take that two pointer. Cause the worst you can happen, the less you can happen, hey, it goes into another overtime. It goes right into another overtime. You never know. The Sixers might get worn out. Joel and B may get a little tired. You never know. You may, may win it in, in the second overtime. So that's a terrible help by Jason Tatum. Cannot help off the short corner, especially. You know James Harden is hot. You know he has it. You know he has it tonight. You know he has it. So Jalen Brown has to be a little smart. He has to be a little smarter. He has to be a little smart. You got to let allow – and Jason Tatum, he's 6'10". So you got to allow Joel Embiid to try to, you know, actual finish over him, finish over that dude, finish over that dude. If he makes it, oh, well, we won in the second overtime. You never know. You may have advantage. You're younger. You got younger legs. Hey, maybe the Sixers may get uh, – May, may get tired, get tired in that time, get tired in that time. But other than that, we'll we'll definitely see what's going to happen. It's a big pivotal game five coming up in Boston. We'll see. Y'all something to say, Keith? So, so, Dante. Yeah. And that after that possession, James Harden hits the three. It's still about a good, what, 19 or a couple seconds. I don't know exactly how many seconds left. If you're Boston – they had two timeouts. Would you have called a timeout right after that three? If it was five seconds, I'd call a timeout. I'd call a timeout. But 19 seconds, I'm not mad at the timeout. I just thought they went when they got across the half court or when they got down to like 10 some seconds. I thought they went too late. I thought they stalled the ball, went too late. I'm not mad at it. You got 20 seconds. That's a way plenty of time. That's really plenty of time for Joe Mazzulla to actually call a play, to call a play. And get the ball in his hands of, of someone that's really good. I'm not mad at because he called a timeout. Like if it was five seconds, then then yeah, you call a timeout. You can't run. You can't. You call a timeout. You got two two timeouts in five seconds or ten seconds. You call a timeout and you get a play going. But it was 19, 20 seconds. Not mad at. Not mad at him. Say hey, let's run, let's go. Got time to call a play. They just went too late. They just went too late and he saw the ball. He couldn't get a good – they couldn't get a great shot. They didn't get a great shot. And Tatum took the ball into the teeth to, to the teeth of the defense where the left side was kind of packed a little bit. So he had to end up passing the ball, passing the ball to a late Mark Smart. So it was 19 seconds left. So at the end of – it was 19 seconds. Still 19 seconds left. I, I, I give him a benefit of a doubt. I give him a pass on that. You still had enough time. still had time to call a play. If it was five seconds or four seconds, then you got to call a timeout on that. You got to – unless you don't have a timeout – you got to call a timeout when it's five to ten set top five to nine seconds instead of nineteen seconds. I figured he he did that the last overtime. He did that the last regulation. Matter of fact, they had enough time to not call the timeout. Think it was a missed shot actually. 
They took it down the court. I met you not mad, not mad at that. 19 seconds, that's a lot of time to call a play, bring the ball up the court. That's a whole bunch of bunch of time. Five seconds, it'll be a little bit different. He would call the timeout. He would have definitely called it. Um, and then Dalen Brown didn't take no shots in the overtime. He didn't take no shots at all. He didn't take no shots at all. So, at the end of the day, Boston got to make that adjustment in game five. What's good, Mr. Con Man? Uh, so, we go to the next uh, the next uh, pretty much game, which is 129-124. Denver Nuggets lose the game. Jokic had an all-world basketball game, 53 points, uh, 11 rebounds. He had uh, 11 assists, four rebounds. Only had four rebounds in the game. Jamal Murray had 20, had 28 points. Guess he was the only – them two was the only one ready to play basketball last night. Uh, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, 36 apiece. Uh, Landry Shamit, 19 points. Where the hell he been at? Where the hell he been at? It seemed like he, he – it seemed like he been up out of the league for a while. He been up out of the league for a while because he ain't played so much. But – Again, TJ Warren, TJ Warren, uh, TJ Warren getting some uh productive minutes. He did have five points, but he got some productive minutes. And Jot Landell's been really big off the bench. What you think about this game, uh, for Key? Again, didn't think we'd be in this position talking about the, the Suns tying up the series with just Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Again, no seat. And of course, my wife, I want to be all crazy this morning. Um, of course, no. Of course, uh, them two had to do whatever they had to do to, 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 to tie this game up. But Shamit was a big uh, part. Um, so that kind of gave him some help. But um, I, I still don't think they, they win the series. I think maybe the, the two they'll get, Boston, I mean, Denver will come back and uh, win the series. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Definitely right there. I like I like I like that. Uh like I said, I think it's a chance they can win the series. They can uh win the series. I really do think it's a chance. Uh Denver defense has been uh really actually non-existent in in uh the last two games. So again, we'll see what happens. Pitable game five, going back to Denver, anything can happen in Boston Garden. And uh them points, them points, I man, golly, I know, man, I wish it was fantasy and playoffs. Somebody would have got some points for that. Somebody would have got but, some um, it, It's going, not saying it's going around, we don't know what's going to happen. You think Jokic possibly could get a suspension? Uh, do I think Jokic is, I think it's, I think it's possible that he can get a suspension. But I mean, in the magnitude, in the magnitude of this, man, I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. That 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 would be a big time, big time suspension if he does get suspended. Does get suspended right there, man. I don't know. I don't think you should suspend him in this magnitude right here, man. So, but other than that, if he does, he does. He got. I mean, Denver's got to figure it out. That 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 may help probably Denver even probably more. I know they're gonna need him to win, but like I say, it's gonna really see if he gets suspended to see who's gonna be really that guy. It's gonna open up a lot of things for some people. Is see if he's really that guy, man. So other than that, hey, you got uh, you gotta uh, you gotta let's we gonna see, we gonna see uh, on Tuesday night who if he's gonna be willing to be that uh, who's gonna be willing to be that guy if it does happen. So uh, again, uh, we got DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden has not performed well. He's been on a missing person chart as well. So he's another one of these guys that's been that's part of up there that's been on the milk carton. That need to be found. That need to be found. Uh, 
Will he be a son next year? A Phoenix son next year? I don't think so. Because beginning of the beginning, the beginning of this season, he act like he didn't want to. He didn't want to play for the team. Um, you can just tell he didn't want to be there, and it kind of still shows he still don't want to be there. Just imagine if DeAndre Ayton was getting points along with D Book and Kevin Durant. This would be a whole different series. We wouldn't would we wouldn't even be talking about um the Suns being down and the series is over. If Ayton was dominant along with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, we this would be a whole different series. Yep. You know, missing missing CP3 wouldn't be a big deal because you have an extra scorer that can give you 20 points a night. Along with KD and Book, where where has he been? Non-existent. Four points here. The one, what, the one game here. Four fouls had to be taken out. Like eight, I think Aiden wants to go somewhere else. And if he goes somewhere else, he's going to be more dominant. Then we'll see the DeAndre Aiden when they went to the finals. Yep. Then we'll see this guy again. But as of right now in these playoffs, we're not going to see DeAndre Aiden scoring. I mean, DeAndre Aiden, man, is a guy that has a lot of potential. But other than that. DeAndre Aiden, man, like I say, he plays to me. He plays like a damn soft pony to me. He plays too soft. He doesn't play physical at all. Uh, Jock Landell is playing better. Uh, Monty Williams had to bench him the other day, the other night, game three, to keep Jock Landell in the game, and I thought that was a good move. I mean, he deserved to be benching that game. Jock Landell was playing better basketball, was playing physical, was playing like he wanted to be on the court. So again, give credit to Jock Landell and DeAndre Aiden. Did I didn't think he wanted the the Suns to sign him back. I think he actually wanted to end up in Indiana. Uh, I think he wanted a kind of wanted a fresh start. He does him Monty Williams. They I don't think they're still on the same page, and I don't think he's on the same page with the bat with the team overall. I don't really think he's on the same page with the squad. I don't so, think so either. Other than that. Uh, can the Suns be productive and go to the Western Conference Finals with only KD and Book being the uh scores of this team? They can't, they're not gonna be able to. I mean, they, they're gonna get tired and burned out, but they know we're the only ones that's gonna score, so they, they, they gotta do whatever they gotta do to keep the series and hopes alive, and maybe to give Chris Paul time to, to heal up. Um, if they keep trying to extend these games. But they're going to, by the time, okay, let's just say if they do go to the Eastern Conference Finals, they are going to be burnt out by yep. the time they get to whether it's Golden State or the Lakers. That's going to be a hard matchup for the Suns if they got to face either one of those teams. That's just them just hypothetically saying if they do, that's going to be a tough task um, to play the, the Lakers or Golden State with just Durant and Book. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, uh yeah, uh I think I like I said I think they could do it, but the only only way they could do it, they need some help. They need help. That's the only way they actually could do it. Like if they have the same type of help they had in game four and game three for Landry Shamick or for anybody like a TJ Warren, I think they will be good enough to beat Denver. They will be good enough to beat Denver if Denver can't contain Devin Booker or Kevin Durant. Uh I believe if one have an off game, I don't I think Denver will walk away. And six with the series, and one of them have an off game, but both of them being on, I think it makes them more tougher to stop. And both of them being just actually being on like they were in game, like they actually were in game four. But they're gonna definitely need help in game in game uh, five from Shamit again, and from uh you know T.J. Warren, T.J. Warren. So 
Uh, they actually, I think Denver defense is not actually that well. They're not that really good on defense. They've been bad really on defense. They've been bad on defense the last two games. Can't trust the Denver Nuggets defense at all. But game five is soon coming on its way. And like I said, we got some big game fives coming up. And we got a big, a couple of big game fours coming up tonight. So other than that, uh, uh, do you think Jokic gets suspended? I, like you know, like you said, we in the, in this big game like that, you you know you don't suspend them. But at the same time, you can't be going around hitting the Suns' owner either. Um, I know Jokic is like, oh well, if the fans, you know, the fans touch me first, you know, the NBA is supposed to do whatever they can do to protect the players. But understand, I get it. But you touch the owner of the Suns. Um, so I don't know if they're going to put that in, the, in the consideration about a, a suspension or possibly some disciplinary, disciplinary action. Um, but if, you know, Jokic does get a suspension, woo, we might see a turn of the tides there. We might see Phoenix possibly go up 2-3 in this uh, series if that was to happen. Um, will it hurt basketball? It might, but at the same time, I, I said I get it, but you can't go – fighting the other person's owner, um, you know, in that situation. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't I don't think he'll get suspended, but if he does, oh, my God. I mean, it, it was it's going to be blanks uh, across the board upon that, man. Like I say, uh, in some degree, he is right. If you allow a fan to tuck and tuck to touch a basketball player and uh, call out a basketball player any type of way, or just touch a basketball player, period. A basketball player or is going to try to def- do the best job to defend themselves. They're not going to just be no whooping boy, no pushing, punching bag. So other than that, Nikola Jokic, again, he kind of lashed out a little bit. But at the same time, hey, if you're going to put your hand, you can't allow this guy to put your hands on me. He got to get it. He gets away with it. But then again, when I, uh, when I strike back, when I strike back, then I, I gotta I gotta pay for it. I gotta pay for it. I mean, it goes both sides on that part, man. So again, these fans do have a lot of power. They do allow these fans to get away with a lot of stuff. Don't care if you're an owner or not. You shouldn't put your hands on a basketball player either. And I understand that the other way. You can't put your bat your hands on a fan or on an owner. But other than that, if you're gonna allow these fans to do what they want to do, to throw beer, spit, or something like that, be disrespectful. How's the player? The player supposed to just take it. The player supposed to just sit up there and take it and not try to defend himself. Uh, he was in the he he was in the lose. Nikola Jokic was kind of in a lose situation right now. That was a lose situation. That's not a win win. It's not a win win for him because if he, like I said, he touched him, he may end up with a suspended suspension. What the owner may end up with? Don't what the owner's gonna what what, what you gonna do with what, what you gonna do about the owner touching him touching him? I guess he's gonna just get a free pass and that's gonna be kind of over kind of overlooked, and I don't think that's uh, kind of fat of Nikola Jokic that the owner and the fans can touch him can touch him, and get away with it and kind of get away with it. And Jokic got to get suspended for a big old, for a big game. Remember, the Suns, that happened to the Suns uh, a year, years ago, that dictated a series with San Antonio and Amari Stoudemire, they got off, they kept, well, at that time, you couldn't get off the bench. Steve Nash, uh, got uh got screened by Robert Ory and he went right into the uh that little announcement board thing. He went right into that 
and you know uh his teammates was trying to come uh help him up and they got off the bench and you know they suspended Amari Stoudemire for that game five which is they did end up losing they did end up losing the series I don't want the series to come down to Jokic not playing the game five not kind of playing the game five in a big game uh in this situation but other than that if it comes down to it it comes down to it but like I said I, I would be really think it's unfair if you allow the owner to put his hands on a basketball player and then Jokic kind of responds a little bit a little bit and he gets suspended and the uh, owner don't take a fall don't take a fall for it kind of take a fall for it so other than that uh I say uh we mentioned you mentioned it early it was uh that push off by Jason Tatum should have been called a timeout should have been called on the final possession what you think about that um, definitely the refs missed that opportunity. Uh, I feel like uh, they was right there. You, I know, I understand, you know, sometimes you do a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a check to get your space, but that was a full blown arm extension and Maxi flew. There was no exaggeration. That should have been an offensive foul, but the refs didn't call. I can't say the refs has been atrocious this this playoffs. There were some questionable calls. Um the Joel Embiid uh charge. Um he did the Euro right in the market smart. You know that that was a charge. When you go back and look at it, it looked like a charge to me. I mean, I mean it didn't look like uh Marcus Smart was moving. It looked like he was pretty stationary when it when we went back and looked at it. Um it, that could have went either way. But um but that that Jason Tatum that was enough full-blown offensive foul. I, I don't care what nobody says. Even Doc Rivers in his press conference was like asking reporters. He was like, come on. He was like, no, really be serious and look at that. Was that, an, that was an offensive foul. Um, so whenever um, coaches and the reporters are talking about it, you know, clearly the NBA and the refs missed that call. Not saying they get every call right, but that one, they should have blew the whistle on. I mean, yeah, but this also goes back to James Harden. He does it all the time. He does it all the time and does get away with it. Does get away with it at times. He got away with it a lot, and he still gets away with it. And it was an offensive foul. It was an offensive foul, but you go back earlier to when they called a foul on Jalen Brown, when they called a foul on Jalen Brown, which is I didn't think it was a foul because if the ball is in the air, that's anybody's ball. That's anybody. But if the ball is in the air, that's anybody's ball. So if I jump in the air, if I jump in the air and I, I knock the ball away or I catch, or I catch the turnover – and I end up bumping into your player. That the ball is in the air. The ball is in the air. So I got a right. I got just of a right to fight for the ball as he does. I got got just of a right. Talking about with him and Tobias going for the yeah, ball. Him and Tobias actually follow Jalen Brown, which I didn't think it was a foul because they both going. He's going for the ball. The ball. The ball was in the air. They both was going for the ball. So he got just the right to the ball. Is he? Got, it's kind of like a loose ball. I got right to the ball just as he got right to the ball. It's a big possession. I'm gonna fall on the floor. He's gonna follow. He's gonna end up following. He's gonna fall on the floor and try to get the best. Try to get the basketball. But it was a lot of questionable calls on both sides. Uh, the charge. You can argue uh, the charge. Uh, Marcus Smart kind of got up under him a little bit too late. But he, again, he's outside of the area. He's out. He was outside of that street area. He's gonna get that. You're gonna get that call. You're gonna get that call if you're outside of street area. James the uh, push off. It was a push off uh, by Tatum. But I understand the way the ref looked at it. Uh, James Harden gets away with it with a lot of those push-offs. 
Uh, everybody pushes off. Everybody uh, pushes off. They've been pushing off all series long. So it was an offensive foul. Not denying it. It was offensive foul. It may should have been may should have been called in a situation. Uh, it was just a it was just a lot. It was just a lot of blown calls in this in, in this series that that could have went both teams either both teams either way. Sometimes you know a lot of times they're letting them play back. They're letting them play basketball. They kind of let them play basketball. I kind of like when you actually let let these guys play basketball. Let them play. This is the playoffs. Let let make it more physical. But again, if you need to call it, you gotta call it. You gotta call it. If you see it, you gotta call it. So it was a, I, I've seen a question around Twitter and it was quite interesting. No. How come when James Harden goes up for a three and he comes down, why nobody you know you're supposed to give you're supposed to give the shooter time to come down and land. You ever <laughs> notice James Harden every time he takes the three, he's always falling after the shot? Do but sometimes they don't even be up under him like that. Sometimes <laughs> that trying to get a call. Nah, that that be James. James Harden used to do that crap and he do that crap and he used to I used to get mad. Don't go, don't go for that crap. James Harden be falling down. Sometimes, sometimes he do get hit, but he just fall down. He do be falling down. He do be doing that. He do be doing that and just be begging for begging for a call. He be flopping on that type of stuff like that. They don't just. They don't take a look. They don't take a look at it all the way. What he be actually doing? He be flopping on it. He be flop trying to fall down, trying to actually embellish a call. Sometimes embellish a call, and I'm pretty sure my eyes ain't crazy, and the referee eyes ain't stupid. Ain't, ain't stupid no more. Like that ain't stupid like that no more. It's just like when James Harden don't get a call. When he don't get a call, like he used to. When he used to get those calls, that's when James Harden was unstoppable. Like you saw the unstoppable, stoppable. When they stopped doing it, when they kind of took it out the what took it out, then that's when you see James Harden starting to be more this. Uh, right, you can't cook it. You can't kick your feet up. No, no, you can't kick your feet out no more when shooting. No. Yeah, yeah. He used to be. He do that crap. He used to do that crap to make it seem like to make it seem like. Uh, hey, he he really get he really it's really been been a foul. But then when you actually kind of look at the replays and just look at it. He embellished most of those. He embellished most of those calls. He does embellish most of those, and he's good at it. I ain't gonna lie. If you can do it, and the ref don't see it, and the ref don't see it, hey, you get away with it. Hey, I applaud you for that. Get away with, you. get away with it. Now I applaud him for that. When he was in Houston, and it used to be when he used to do those little, uh, those little sidestep three pointers. That used to be a travel. That that's travel. That used to be travel. He used to be traveling a lot upon that. Ref just never. He just do it so quickly. The ref. It just uh mess with the ref eyes a little bit, and then it just then he he just make everything he used to just make everything so quick, make everything so quick to make it seem like it wasn't a travel. But he be really trying to embellish those call. That's why he be falling down. That's why he be actually falling down doing that a lot, doing that a, doing that a lot. He don't got no lift on them legs no more. The same lift he ain't that athletic no more. So that's what just kind of make it seem. But hey hey, he doing his thing though. He doing he doing his thing though. I lo- I love him. love it doing his thing though. So uh, Harden has more games like this. Yes, they're gonna the Sixers are gonna be able to win if they have to. If you can have two more games like this, they will be able to win. Uh, so you got what's your thoughts on that? And PJ Tucker holding his teammates accountable, which is he. I think he cursed out Joel and B yesterday. He, 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 he was going off in the chat. He was he was pretty much he pretty much was like PJ Tucker was telling uh, Joel don't be a bitch. <laughs> stop, stop, yeah. stop, stop being, stop being soft. Like, why are you? Uh, uh, you know, Joel did, uh, you know, checked out a little bit um, when it came down to Horford coming down there, them trying to go aggressive and trying to get in the paint, and Tatum and Horford came down and blocked shots back to back. 
you got that's part of basketball. You got to keep going at it, regardless what happens. You cannot be aggressive and just say, "Okay, well, Horford's intimidating me a little bit. Let me not go to the basket." No, keep going because that third time, what's going to happen? The end one in a foul, or you know, or you get the rebound over Horford and jam it back. So PJ Tucker in that moment was like, "Look." You're the MVP again. You're an MVP for a reason. You dominated this league all year. Why are you going to stop now? Because Horford blocked two of your shots or something happened. You got to keep going. So, again, every team needs a P.J. Tucker. And, again, understand why we brought him here. We Joel wanted him here. P.J. Tucker wanted to be here to play with Joel and me. So, I, I think it's great that you go and give encouragement to your teammates, just like Harden told, just like not Harden, just like Embiid told Harden to go be aggressive. Um, in one of those games we were losing, and he went in there for the layup instead of going there and kicking out because I was calling Harden out. I'm like, you are playing like Ben Simmons right now, going to the rack and kicking the ball out. Why? You're right there. Um, he did it yesterday too. I'm like, why did you kick it out? You, you are right. That hurts my nerves. I get it, you want the three-pointer and you want to create space, but you're already at the basket attempting a layup. Just take the layup. So, um, P.J. Tucker calling out his teammates. I, I love it. You saw what happened when Marcus Smart did it last year. So, you got to make him accountable, call him out. He said, we we just we just can't be the ones rebounding. So, I, 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 I thought it was great. I mean, hey, you know what happened after Marcus Smart called him out? They went twenty-eight and seven after after he called and him and he made Udoka call him out publicly. I mean, he didn't just call him out; he called him out by name. He called he called him out by name. Sometimes it take it take that it take that. You gotta call people may not like it. Your team they may not like. It. Hey, hey, why you call me out by by my name? Hey, well then you play better. You play better basketball, and I won't do it. I won't do it. And you know, ain't nothing wrong with it. Sometimes you just gotta let it. Sometimes you just gotta uh, let it uh, be known. You gotta just let it be known. And PJ Tucker did yesterday. He did yesterday. Uh, he did yesterday. And that's what, what you want on your team. You want to uh, lead up on your team. That's gonna let 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 them know. Let you know how he feel. How he feel. What he feels about the team. If they ain't playing hard enough. Uh, if he's been uh, too in a in a too uh, not aggressive enough. Hey, you need to call him out. You just need to call him out. It, it needs that to happen. I mean, you know, a lot of those players, they don't like that. They don't like being called out through the media, especially by name and stuff like that. But some, if you're going to go out there and play like play like uh, garbage and the fan base got to watch that garbage, yeah, you do deserve deserve to be called out. And you can either take it, you can either take it, play, play the next game, you can either play better or not show up and not show up next game not or not show up again. I'll be the same player. But other than that, I think it was great. Uh, MVP, you don't see many MVPs get called out. Hey, PJ Tucker, hey, where he comes from, you don't want to. I don't think you want to know where he comes from. The man got a great shoe collection, got a great shoe collection, and all of that. I seen his shoes before, he got got a great one. But when he gets on that court, hey, he expects if he's gonna go out there and bust his ass and play hard, you guys need to do the same thing for do the same thing for him. And hey, he don't shoot many shots, he don't shoot many shots. That ain't his MO. Man, MO is defense, offensive rebounding, being around the basketball, playing great, playing great defense, harassing the referees. Let them do it. Let them be the coach on the flow. If you want to get a technical, goddamn, let them get a let them get a technical. Maybe you get fired up. Maybe you get fired up by him being a technical. Him and Doc Rivers, 
Don Rivers don't even deserve to get a down technical. P.J. Tucker deserves to get the down technical because I be out there playing. But you're a coach. You're going to want to get a technical for your team if you see something wrong. But P.J. Tucker has also the right. He has also the right because I've already played. He's an I'm surprised he in, in, he's in very great shape, man. And like I say, I work out with P.J. Tucker all day long. Goddamn. For him to play that much defense and be around the flow like that and him getting finding uh, – I don't know how – what the hell – He's in the right spot at the right time all the time. Like that, that air ball that Tobias Harris shot, he was just in the right spot at the right time. He just found the basketball and just put it up and in. He'd be diving on the floor for loose balls and all of that, man. Y'all be proud. People all to be proud of that crap, man. They all be like proud. Like I said, PJ Tucker, he's he got he got chewed out in game three. No, game two, I think it was, for passing up that open shot. So in game three, even though I know we lost by 30. He was three or four from the three. Um, so if he's open, take, go ahead and take it. I know they don't want you know it's hard because Sixers transition defense sucks. So we know if he's going to miss, it's going to be hard. It's, it's hard for the Sixers to get back on defense. I think that's why he was hesitant at shooting. But if it goes in, they're going to leave him open. Take a chance. And the, the Boston did that three times, and three times it went in. So now I know they kind of maybe are putting some respect on P.J. Tucker. Okay, he can shoot the corner three a little bit. Let me maybe knock back off. It may be a time in this series or who knows, P.J. Tucker might fool y'all and go and double digit score him one day. So, but his main his main thing is rebounding. Again, he's that emotional guy on the field, on the court. He's a Draymond Green, just not, you know, technical foul Draymond Green, but he's that emotional leader that every team needs um, for this, and this is why we brought him in here for this moment. He went with the Bucks, got a championship, went back to the finals with Miami, and that's his goal again this this season to hopefully get us to the promised land. Um, you know, getting us past the second round. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, oh, uh, we got the last topic of the day. We got the game predictions. Game predictions for tonight. We got Lakers. Versus Warriors versus Lakers, he had an ass whooping in Game Three. Do you see it being a result in Game Number Four? Who you got in this game? Um, I think Golden State will bounce back. Um, it's funny because they had 127 points, then they they then the Lakers get 127 points. If you know they get everybody clicking on the same page, I I think you know. Golden State will bounce back, but you know they live by the three, die by the three. I rarely see anybody go inside anymore on the Warriors. You might see Poole, you might see Wiggins, but everybody's behind that three-point line. Um, AD got to continue to be AD. He can't go cold. He can't go four points, eleven points. AD. He has to be dominant all game, every game. Um, if AD is not dominant, Lakers aren't winning this game. That means LeBron has to do everything um, if he's off. Rui, uh, Rui uh, Hartshamer should be in the starting lineup. Rui should be in your starting lineup. I don't care who you got to put on the bench. Hartshamer should be in the starting lineup because he he he's another one that comes off the bench to give you great minutes, plays defense, his shots falling. I think he should be in your starting lineup. Um, but if D'Angelo Russell and LeBron and everybody gets off early, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna the, the Warriors are gonna be in trouble. Um, but I got. I'm gonna say Golden State ties up the series. Um, they go back to they go back to Golden State after this, right? 
Yeah. Yep. So, so I think they tied up. Um, the series is going to go seven. The series is going to go seven. I, I'm calling it. It's going seven now. Um, but I'm going to take Golden State in this game uh, to be tied up. Yep. I'm going to take Golden State as well. I got it going seven. I got Golden State actually in seven. So uh, Golden State. I think I, I got Golden State winning this game. I think it's about time. I uh, say when they uh, go through adversity like this, again, they always find a way to step up and make something happen. Uh, I think if they go down 3-1, they would definitely win game five. I think they will win game five. Uh, they probably will be on the verge of losing it six. And we got Mo better here in the building. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, how you doing, Mo? How you doing, Mo? Let's see, so, Coach Key. I got you. I'm gonna take you through the recap or what we did recap. And let's uh so how about uh we gonna go? I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through the recap of all the games, okay. but I do want your thoughts on everything. I do want your thoughts on everything too, as well. So we go back to Friday. Uh we had the Celtics winning the game uh 114 to 102. Uh, you had Jason Tatum with a good 20, 27 points. He was efficient from the field. He was efficient from the field, but inefficient from the three. Al Horford hit, hit two big three-pointers late in the game. Uh, Marcus Smart was effective in game three. Uh, you had Derek White, who's been a defensive menace in this series. Jalen Brown has been uh, – Jalen Brown was off, but he still had 23 points. Uh, you had the checkout game. Between Harris, uh, Maxi, and James Harden in game number three, uh, George Niang chipped in with ten. But overall, what did you think about game number three when Boston took that game? What you thought about it, Mo? I just thought it was a balanced performance by the Celtics. Um, I was impressed with Grant Williams' defense. I thought Grant Grant Williams provided them with a lot of energy. Uh, the physicality he brought, uh, his energy. I think he lifted the team up. Taysom and Brown played, or Tatum and Brown played well enough. But the, I think the key, obviously, when you look at how this series has gone um, going forward, they were able to bottle up Harden. I thought Harden played with no energy in Game Three. He just didn't show any kind of energy, any kind of passion. And they Philly has no chance if you're going to have a disinterested uh, James Harden when he's locked in, when he's interested. He's a special player. Still, I, he to me, he's the he's one of the most overly criticized players probably in, in NBA history. He really is. Uh, when, when his career is over and people look back, and you look at the numbers and the shooting splits that he did, especially with Houston, maybe people people will appreciate him a lot better um, after the fact. But Harden to me is the key to this series. Embiid might be their best player. But the key to Philly winning this series is what you get from James Harden. Yep. Definitely, definitely. Uh that's like I say again, if he's like like you said, if he's continue, if he can step up in the series, you ain't he ain't gotta have 40. I don't he don't have to have 40 points every single night Agreed. to win a game. He can have 25 and 11 assists. That'll be enough. That should be enough to win you a game, to win your game right now. But then again, um, Boston did a great job in that, in this game. Grant Williams, you know, he got he got that he got his head stepped on, but again, he took the challenge and guarded Joel Embiid the best way he can. And hey, man, 
like I say, just got to give credit to the Boston Celtics. They know how to win through it. They know how to step up. They got a split. They got the same split that Philadelphia got to split on them. Now they're in a, at home in a pitbull game five where they're going to be more comfortable at. And we'll definitely see what's going to happen. So we got game three of uh, Phoenix and uh, Denver. And, you know, Dez about to have a emotional distress night last night, as we all seen. <laughs> <laughs> Dez got a little fired up last night. I love it. I love put that man through some adversity. Uh, Phoenix put that man, putting this man through some adversity now. So here we go. Uh, we got uh, Aaron, Michael Porter Jr. with 21 this game. They did get on a little comeback. They did end up taking the lead at one point in game three. Uh, Jokic had 30 points, 17 rebounds, 17 assists. You had Jamal Murray with 32. But the stars of the game, Kevin Durant, 39. Devin Booker, 47. And everybody else, you got Jock Landell played better than DeAndre Ayton. Matter of fact, he outplayed him. And DeAndre Ayton deserved to sit, sit his behind on the bench. He deserved to be benched in the last I five agree. minutes the way he played. The last five minutes he deserved to be benched. I'm not mad at Bunny Williams about that. Send him a message, but if you're not going to play on the court, I'm going to put somebody else in, like we both discussed, that's going to play, that's playing better, and I have no problem doing that. Monty Williams let him know, and he sat on the bench. Jot Landell was definitely effective effective in the game. Uh, Jot Landell, not six points, nine rebounds. Uh, you had DeAndre, four points, nine rebounds. You're a max, you basically a goddamn max player. They basically brought you back with max money. And you're having a damn terrible playoffs like this. Unacceptable, unacceptable for him to let Jock Landell come off the bench and outplay him. But at the end of the day, Jock Landell, hey, you're he's not a max player. He's gonna go out there and prove that he's worth something in the league. And he and he's and he and he did. So Mo, what you think about this game, Mo? Um, he was big because he was able to wear down the Joker, I thought, because of his physicality. Like Yep. He was he was giving them second chance opportunities. Uh, I I just thought he controlled the paint at, at some points in the game, like you said, not not a max player, not 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 the most talented player, but his his effort, what what he did, he energized the Suns when they yeah. needed, especially on defense. That this game was easy because I've yet to see Denver find a way to slow down Devin Booker. Yeah. KD didn't shoot great. But in this game, KD made up his mind, I'm going to be aggressive anyway. Less threes, attack the basket. So Kevin Durant found a way to be productive and play big by getting to the free throw line. I think he got to the free throw line 18 times. Yep. Um, so if KD is going to get to the line 10 to 18 times a game and Booker's going to continue to shoot damn near 60% from the field, Denver's going to be in trouble. Because I, I'll be honest, I didn't think two great players could beat a team. But right now, after game three, it looks like two great players can beat the team. And look, if they yep. get anything, and I mean anything, from their bench, that's gravy. Yep. That's all they helped them out even more. That even helped uh, them beat Denver, beat Denver with those two great players. And again, I've seen two great players dominate, but not without someone helping on the bench. Not without yeah. someone helping on the bench. And they definitely been getting that bench production in these last two games. So, we go, we had two ass whoopings on Saturday. We had two ass whoopings on Saturday. One ended in the mercy rule. One uh, was goddamn close, but it never got to it. And, again, we already know, Mo, them damn Miami Heat. Uh, Jimmy Butler looked great, did he? He, he looked did. at all. He looked at, He looked at, it looked like nothing was wrong with him, huh? 
He was walking straight. He wasn't. His leg wasn't broke. He wasn't. He looked healthier than I've ever he seen. Healthy. He looked healthier, and he looked pissed off as I ever seen too. That they lost that game too. I think that game too kind of pissed him off when they, when they lost it. But they should have won it. The only reason why I said I thought they lost that one. I thought Hardenstein then was too big for the. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a little bit more too big, too physical for them. Uh, but they played well enough to win the game. Uh, that shows you, you know, uh, how good the Heat could be. That shows you their roster is actually straight. They can win games. They can win games without Jimmy Butler. They're not going to be the same team without Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy Butler is the driving force of the team. But you got guys on that guy team that can actually play basketball. That's probably what it showed me game two. You got guys on this team that can actually play basketball. Even though they did lose by five, you got guys on the team that can actually play. I'm impressed with what Kyle Lowry's done. I'm impressed too. I'm impressed too. Still stealing money, but again, I'll take this from Kyle Lowry. If you can take a 14 point, 18 point game for him, I'll take yeah. it any day. I'll take it any type of day. Uh for as for as this, uh even Kevin Love playing great. He's not scoring, but again, he playing, he got nine rebounds, four assists. Uh he could be a quarterback in the NFL, all I know. The way he throw those outlook passes, he can be a quarterback. Best outlet in the league. Best outlook in the league. In the league. 28 for Jimmy Butler. Bam step had a solid game, 17 and uh 12. Uh Matt Scruz, very underrated. Uh 19 points in this game. Kyle Lowry, like you said, 14, two for uh two for four from the three. And I keep saying Julius Randle is hurting this goddamn Knicks basketball team. I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. Julius Randle is hurting this Knicks basketball team. We can all argue and say they need Julius Randle to win. They need Julius Randle to win. I don't think they do. I don't think they need Julius Randle to win a game, to win a series because he's getting out there, chunking up threes, stalling the offense, dribbling the basketball. Julius Randle is a type of player he got to get heels. He needs to ball in his hands. Yeah, a lot, and that takes away from Jalen Brunson. That takes a lot away from Jalen Brunson, especially R.J. Barrett. Ten points. 14 rebounds, but 4 of 15 from the field, 0 for 5 from 3. Come on, bro. Come on, man. But, again, I don't think the Knicks need Julius Randle to even be the same team. I think they can be better. I think Julius Randle is hurting the offense, is hurting this Knicks offense by what he does. But other than that, Josh Hart, 15 points, 12 rebounds. I love me some Josh Hart. Uh, R.J. Barrett, 5 for 16, struggling from the field. Uh, you got uh, Manuel quickly with 12 points, uh, 12 points. It was an offensive struggle <laughs> for the New York Knicks. So uh, tell me about it, Mo. I, I think that's the key to this. There's a key to every series, but to me, less Julius Randle is better Knicks. I don't I don't think they need him to win this series. I, I'm not no, going to say they're going to win this series, but he's a ball stopper. Yep. He's a ball stopper, and he has bad shot selection. Like, He's a power forward who jocks up, he jacks up jump shots like he's a two guard. Look at his body. Julius Randle is built like he can power to the basket and dominate in the paint. And all he does is dribble to air out the ball and shoot contested jump shots. They are better. They are better when there's less him. For them to win this series, he needs to actually take a backseat and be more of a role player. Just rebound, man. Play defense. They don't need you to jack up 18 shots. Take 10 to 12 shots. But do something to help your team win and stop trying to put up numbers. They're better when Brunson's got the ball in his hand, when he's moving the ball around, you're getting open shots for quickly, or you're getting shots 
or lob to um to Robinson. The yep. Knicks are better when they play fast. Randall's not good at playing fast. They're they're better when Andre Barrett uh, uh where Barrett is slashing to the basket. The problem the Knicks are having this series is Jimmy Butler is the best player in this series. And coach, you pointed it out. You yep. got guys like Struess, Kyle Lowry putting up big numbers. Yeah. If, if if the Miami Heat's role players are gonna play the 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 Knicks role players even, they're gonna win this series because yep. I can tell you right now, as much as I love Jalen Brunson, and I do, Jimmy Butler is the best player in this series. And this is a different series. He doesn't got he doesn't he doesn't have to score 45 for them to win against the Knicks. Yep. Because the Knicks aren't as high powered as the Bucks were. If he gives you 28 and 10, and you can get contributions from Bam, Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Cal Lowry, the Miami Heat are gonna win this series. Look, I, I picked the Knicks to win, and that's my mistake. And I know better. I, I, I knew. How many times have I said you you don't go against playoff Jimmy? Hey, you said that Plato, you've been saying it the whole time. Yeah, and I'm eating my own medicine, I, and I know better. I know better. I know better. So I'm not gonna be surprised. When Miami wins this series, yep. that's on me. Yep. Hey, like I said, we both high on the heat. I love the heat, but like I said, I just like like I say, like I say, people think I'm a I'm a damn Heat fan. If I if I praise them a lot, I praise them because they got a great coach, man. They got a great coach and culture. Yeah, they got a great culture. They set a great standard over there, and Pat Riley sets the standard over there. The championships that he want wins. They won't know nothing but culture players. They don't want locker room divided players. So they love players like Jimmy Butler. Again, that's going to hold his teammates accountable. That's also going to show up when it matters the most. They love tough guys. They love players like a Kyle Lowry, who's oh, really yeah. tough, who's really tough, who's hard earned on the defensive side. That's the type of players that Miami Heat love. And I love being, I love that culture. I just love it. I love when the, I love – I know a team when they got a good standard. Miami has another team that's going to be always consistent. Yes, they're going to – they're not going to have the greatest of players, but those players are going to go out there and compete. They're going to go out there and play hard. No matter how worse the roster is, the wor- the roster may be the worst roster in the playoffs. Sure. And the, the Knicks may be talented. The Knicks may be talented. But you work hard, you can beat that talent any type of day. You work hard, you can beat talent any day. And that's right now what the Heat are doing. The Knicks are talented, but again, that don't mean nothing if you work hard and you go out there and you and you step on that court. You can be more talented on paper all day, but again, you got to come out that locker room and you got to see, you got to see, you got to see what the Heat are all about. You got to understand what's in front of you. And those players are going to play hard. Caleb Martin, Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry, yes, he's still in the money. But he's still gonna go out there. He's gonna go out there and play defense. He's gonna knock you down shots. Kevin Love may be old as hell. He may be 50 years old. He can still <laughs> shoot. He can still rebound the basketball. You got guys like Highsmith that don't play much. Come off the bench, give you great defense, give you great scoring. So you don't gotta have the best roster. You don't Shout out to Bam out of bio, yeah. though. Yes, yes. He 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 doesn't have the the amount of block shots as AD has, but his defense. His defense is a big reason why Miami's up in this series. Bam can move like a smaller, quicker player. So his ability to go play in space, show, recover, come from the weak side, has been a big big key. He has controlled the paint in this series. Yeah, yeah just like ECG, he loves teams. He gets a lot of jerseys for them. 
They give him a lot of shit from just uh, having a lot of jerseys, but he's actually a realistic Jaguars fan. I love Miami and Boston. I love teams like that because you got a culture. You just got a culture. You got a don't play culture, man. You got defensive guys. I, you got guys on the team, again, that's not – Boston, they're more talented than uh, the Miami Heat. But the players that the Miami Heat got, I love. I love a Caleb Martin on the team. I love a Matt Scruce on the team. Caleb Martin's going to earn some money. Yes. He's going to get a, get a lot. He's going to get a lot of money. He's going to get a, a very good payday. I love a guy like Highsmith that don't play much, but when he does play, he gives it all he got. But the also, you got to give credit to the Heat. They set the standard. They set a culture. And, hey, if you if you don't play hard and you don't play physical and you're not in shape, you're not going to be your ass over there. Pat Riley ain't going to run you right up, out the, right up out the building like he did LeBron James, like he did LeBron James, and say, hey, you can either get with it or you're going to get up out of here. I'll, put you, I'll find a way to get you up out of here. That's the, that's the Heat culture over there, man. So I love guys like Boston and the Heat. Culture, man, they actually set a standard for their squad. They set a standard for their squad, them type of squads I would actually fall in love with. I'm not a fan of those. I'm a diehard Rockets fan, Houston fan, believe sleep Houston, but I love certain teams like that, bro. I, I respect their teams. cultures. Yes, yes, you gotta respect the cultures. Like I don't I hate the goddamn Lakers with all my all my <laughs> might and all my breath, but hey, they won championships. I gotta respect them. I gotta talk realistic on them. I can't I, I gotta talk realistic on them. I do respect the organization i didn't like kobe it was times i wanted to come into the tv and slap it slap him in the face but hey he's a hey i gotta respect i'm a laker fan there times i didn't like kobe (laughs) yeah i gotta respect what the man did i gotta respect what he did in his career he was a hell of a basketball player he's a great all time all time top five i want to well if you want to put it you can put it you can put it down but we are going to get to those lakers mo and those lakers put a i had the uh you know the same mercy Mercy rule. rule I had to apply on them the other night. They did it back to Golden State, so I had to do it to Golden State. One twenty-seven to one, the ninety-seven. Mo, get at your Lakers, which which you which you like, which you saw. I thought Game Three was all about the Lakers' defense. They literally yeah. shut Golden State down. Like they, what they did was, I thought they attacked Steph early, and they just they wore him down. They wore him down. Steph's not yeah. just the the Warriors' leading scorer; he's their energizer. Like. When they yep. see Steph hitting bombs or making floaters, and it energizes the rest of the team. Yep. And I thought when Steph looked tired, when he was worn down, the rest of them were worn down. Like they, There was no energy coming from that side of the floor. Uh, and Anthony Davis wakes up again, right? So yep. then all of a sudden, Anthony Davis is all NBA again. It's if And Anthony Davis dominates the paint, and he says, Kevin Looney too slow, Draymond too small. When he when he's of that mindset again, look, LeBron had a very good game, but the best player on the floor was Anthony Davis. Yep, the best player on the floor was Anthony Davis. I also was really impressed with how confident D'Angelo Russell is going against Steph or Clay. Like he looks at Steph and Clay, and he's telling his guys like, "I don't need a screen. I don't need a screen for either one yep. of these guys." And if D'Lo's going to play with that kind of confidence and shoot that well, the Lakers are going to be tough to beat. Yep, de- definitely. I like that. Like I said multiple times, hey, LeBron James is going to give you a solid game. He's going to give you 25 or 23 uh, points. But again, if Anthony Davis can be the man, can be the man, you can live with that. You can live with that. If LeBron James have to be the man and AD not the man, he's going to get bashed. He's going to get killed because you was brought there 
to take a lot of pressure off LeBron James. LeBron James shouldn't have to be the man every single night. Now it's Anthony Davis time. LeBron James will get, will get, he's been in the league long enough. Like you seen this man go through championship series, lead the worst team to a championship. He's been, a, he, he, you see him come in LA, deliver a title, no matter what it's, if it was the bubble or not. I think the title is still a title because you had a lot of teams compete in the bubble. If they would have had a chance to win that championship, they will be praised on it. They will be praised on it. And that will count for a title for them. But like I say, again, don't like the Lakers, but it's unfair for them to say just a bubble ring and it don't count. It does count. Championship is a championship. Don't give a damn what it is. The banners hung up. They still got the ring. Championship is a championship. And if somebody else had a won, yeah. it would have been a championship. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been the same. It would have been praised even more just because of the Lakers. Because of the Lakers, you know, hey, they say it's the bubble. It says the bubble. I don't know down well my Rockets won. I would have been happy. Would have been happy <laughs> as hell. But that's our third title. And that the Rockets would have got a lot of praise for it. But just because of the Lakers, people don't uh, respect it. And I respect it a lot because it's there was a lot of teams competing in the bubble in the same scenario, same short season for them. While teams, other teams were resting, they were in the bubble competing, and the Lakers deserve that same standard for winning that hey, title. Hey, coach, winning I give title. credit where credit is due. Yep. Um, you guys have two titles in Houston, but it's those two titles and how they were won is yep. why I have Akeem Olajuwon top ten all time. Yeah, he deserved to be. Like I say, if it wasn't uh, Akeem Olajuwon, we 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 ain't winning those. Champ, we ain't winning those championships. Keep Elijah one. Like Dominant on both ends of the floor. On both ends of the floor. Both, I he mean, had, he, he never had a – like Clyde Dressler was a closer star, but Clyde Dressler was out of it at that time. He was nothing right. more than – That was not prime player. Clyde Dressler. Yeah, yeah, that was not the best plot. The, uh, that was not the second – the best shooting guard in the league at right. that time, Clyde Dressler. When you go back to Portland, he was the second best shooting guard behind Michael Jordan. Right. That was uh more of a role player, uh, Clyde Drexler. Right, he was so, still good, but he, he wasn't. Was he wasn't great. He wasn't great. And Kim Olajuwon, when you say who's the only player that won a championship without having a superstar a star, that was Kim Olajuwon. Clyde Drexler wasn't no star at that time. He wasn't no. He was still averaging eighteen, but he wasn't no star. He wasn't no stud at that at that point of time in his career. And Kim Olajuwon was the only one that won a championship without a star, a superstar on the team. And Clyde Dressler wasn't even an all-star. He wasn't even an all-star no more. He wasn't right. selected to be an all-star anymore. So, uh, again, like I say, uh, Anthony Davis, he needs to be the man. If if he doesn't be the man, if he doesn't be the leading scorer, if he doesn't bring his A game and the Lakers lose, he's going to be killed. And rightfully, he deserved to be killed Agreed. because, again, you were bought out to help LeBron James out. If LeBron James has to be the man, the Lakers normally lose the game. With him being the man, if AD's been the man, they rarely lose. And so, that's this, so true. I think so true. I think the wild though. That's why I always say it's on Anthony Davis. The wild card is Anthony Davis because he has to be the guy. He has to be the guy. So LeBron James can get away. You can be an excuse for LeBron James, but for Anthony Davis to have a terrible game like he did in the game in the game number two, and he got killed for it, it's rightfully so. He don't get away with that same excuse. He don't have the same reputation as LeBron James has. He hasn't led a team to the NBA Finals prior to coming to the Lakers. He hasn't New Orleans. He's been to the playoffs a couple of times with New Orleans, New Orleans, and he's been a superstar. So he's not good as being the lone superstar of the team. So other than that, he doesn't have the same reputation as LeBron James. Other than that, you know what? Isn't that kind of weird? Because in Philly, 
It's the other way around. Harden, yeah. Harden is more accomplished than Embiid is. He's accomplished yes. more in his career than Embiid has. But it, even though Embiid's the MVP, when Philly loses, no matter what, you know the guy that they're coming for first is going to be yeah. James Harden, no yeah. matter what. It, 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 it's like they they don't they don't, they don't acknowledge the fact that Maxi had a horrible game or Tobias Harris had a horrible game. They only know that James Harden had a bad shooting game. And what I try to point out is James will have bad shooting games from time to time. Now he's older. This isn't this. He's still great, but this isn't prime James Harden. But what James could do is James can still give you 10 to 12 assists. He can still set up other guys. He can still get to the free throw line. Like great scores can still be productive even when they're not shooting well. Yeah. I th- it's unfair because it's, it's, the, it's the exact opposite because he's the more accomplished player, but he accepts the bulk of the blame. That's what I'm saying. And I agree with you. He was the reason why they won game one. And he was the reason why they won game four, game four yesterday. He was actually the reason they were struggling. They went in the uh, fourth quarter with 92 points, 92 points. They had how many? 107, 105, they had 107. James Harden had 12 of those points in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, he doesn't, like, I mean, again, his playoff reputation is not really good. It's not really good either if you look at it. So they're going to look for every shot on the way to kill him if he doesn't step up. But Maxi, Tobias Harris, I mean, Tobias Harris, the organization, gave him that damn contract. Now you expect them to play like a max player, and you're shitting on him. But you got to know he's not a max contract player. Nobody thinks that, but that's the organization fault that they right. gave him that. You that overpaid that. a third or fourth overpaid, option. Overpaid a third or fourth option. He's a fourth option. When at times when he's been able to get the ball, he's been able to step up. And at times he's gonna be cold because again, Maxi can chunk up shots all day and get a pass. Get a pass. Harden can struggle and don't get a pass. Tobias can get shitted on because the organization made a mistake right. on giving up a contract. We should have been somewhere else. Or with Jimmy Butler should have got the money. He should. They should have brought him back. Had they kept Jimmy Butler, then they kept, I, I, I put it. I put it out there. They would have got to the finals. They would have got to the finals. They, I'm not guaranteed, they but they would at least got to the finals. But the organization made that, and it made it seem like so. The only reason Tobias Harris is getting killed because of the max, the max contract. Everybody knows he's not a max player. He, he, he's not. You, you can't expect them to play like a max player, but. Maxi, 22 years old. I don't give a damn. You can score 40 points in the regular season, get to Orlando Magic. You can, you can average 20 points in the regular season. You got to step up in the playoffs. That young crap don't mean anything. You, you He's a good scorer. He can, he's, he's got capability. So you can score 40 points in the regular season, 30 points in the regular season. Playoffs is different. So I'm right. And if he you. plays well, if he's yeah. shooting well, then suddenly people realize, well, James Harden's got 12 assists. Well, he's got 12 assists because he's set Maxi up, but Maxi's Max, missing these step-in shots. Like, if you if you watch the game, Harden, Harden set guys up multiple times with good looks. If they don't hit the shots, it's not because he's not doing his job as a facilitator. Yep. They're not making shots. Like, And that's why I say that James is attacked or criticized sometimes unfairly because he he is making the right plays as a point guard, even when he's not shooting well. I, I'm not I'm not excusing him. I'm just yep. saying he shouldn't always receive the bulk of the criticism. Yep. 
And like I said, again, I understand we need players to step up in the playoffs. I, I understand. I understand playoffs is a different story. But again, the organization made some terrible decisions by giving, you know, Tobias Harris that match ass contract. And we know he's not a match player. And this guy could be a 20 point per game score on any probably other team. The guy could fill it up. But the problem is, the Joel Embiid, you got Maxi, that's very young, but needs to step up in the playoffs. He's getting a free pass just because he's 22. He's getting a free pass, which he shouldn't get a uh, free pass because he was able to be great in the regular season. He was very good against the Brooklyn Nets. He was hella, hella good against the Brooklyn Nets, hella good against them. And uh, again, Tobias Harris just not a mass guy. And the organization made that damn mistake. They made that damn mistake by paying that man all that money, no paying that man all that money. And now he's a fourth option. He's a fourth option. I don't know when I'm gonna get the ball or not. I don't. When I do get the ball, hey, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not even in the rhythm. I'm not even in the rhythm. But again, when you do get your opportunities, you do gotta capitalize on them. Just know it's hard when you gotta sit in the corner. You gotta watch James Harden and Joel Embiid has the basketball. It's just hard sitting up there watching it, sitting up there watching it. But other than that, you know, hey, a win, a win. they won they won game five. They won game four. We'll see what happens in game uh game five. James Harden is basically a reason why they why they in the game five six scenario. Basically, Joel Embiid uh was okay, but he checked out in the middle of the game, and PJ Tucker had to let him know, had to let him know about it. But I like that. I like I love it too. I love it too. I definitely agree with you. I love it too. Uh so we go to the next game, 129 to uh 124. That is uh them that is uh the Suns winning game five. When it uh tying the series up last night. Uh so what you like about this game? Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, 36 points, and Devin Booker, 36 points apiece. They both in a fish was efficient from the field. Devin Booker also had 12 assists. His uh playmaking is kind of under the radar. Uh Landry Shaman, 19 points. Boy, if you get that getting that much for Larry Shaman, you hey, you know you won a game, you know you won. Uh you did some great things. Jock Landell was great last was uh, solid last night. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, eight points again. I don't know what the hell these are, but Jock Landell looked like he's playing better basketball. So, Mo, what did you like about this game uh, tonight? What did you like about that game last night? Well, let's start with the Phoenix bench. They got 40 points from their bench. Yep. I, and I'm not sure I'm not sure about this number, but I'm not sure they got 40 points for the whole playoffs from their bench. Like, nah. they, if, if they did, it's really close. But yep. they got 40 points in one game from their bench. Like, I, I was coming into this thinking if they got 20 from their bench, that would be a come up. Yep. 40? They get oh, they get good. 40. You're yep. you're not winning. You're not beating Phoenix to get 40 from the bench. Yep. Um, so let's start with that. That production, it literally offset a monster game by what Jokic did. Yep. It offset his game. And then you have to go with the combo. You got Durant, who hadn't been that efficient up until this game, still productive, but not as efficient. But then KD goes off. He looks like the normal KD. The problem I have with Denver is you go into a series, and, and as the series progresses, your coaches get into the, the uh, coaching room. They look at the film. They go, we got to take away something. Well, you're not taking away what Durant wants to do because he's made up his mind. He's going to attack the basket to get to the foul line. And yep. Booker is shooting a ridiculous 60, 50, and 90. Like, wow. 60, 50, and 90. Like, how do you shoot, shoot 60 from the field, 50 from three, and 90? That means that basically you're out there shooting practice shots. Like, you're you're not – no. 
Denver's defense, if you want to call it defense, they've not made Devin Booker uncomfortable, bothered, or anything. He doesn't even acknowledge that they're there. And, and my problem with Denver is we we raved about their depth. They're, they're, when you look at Boston in the East, Denver in the West, probably top to bottom the two most deepest teams in the NBA, and you're not getting the same production out of that depth when you need it most. If you get into a shootout with Phoenix, and it's going to be about shot creation and shot making, you're going to lose because that means you're going against Booker and KD, and their two are much better than your two. Like, Joker's dominant. Joker had a monster game. But you didn't even know. Like, if you watched the game, you wouldn't even realize that man had over 50 points. You wouldn't realize it because Booker and KD were making ridiculous shots. And when Booker wasn't making shots, he's blowing by guys, penetrating, sucking the defense in, kicking it out. You got Landry Shamit looking like Ray Allen. All of a sudden, we finally see the ghost of Terrence Ross. I haven't seen Terrence Ross since he came to the Sun. Apparently, <laughs> Terrence Ross is part of the Sun. He actually made some shots. I I think Denver, we picked Denver to win. You don't change your pick, but when you're looking at the way the series is trending, if Denver is going to continue to let Durant and Booker average damn near 80 points a game, they're going to be in trouble. They're yep. going to, you got to take something, slow one of them down. Like, this is crazy to say when you say slow down, like, well, keep Booker down to about 28 a game. Keep Durant down at about 28 yep. a game. Like, these guys are scoring 35 and 40 points a game. And like I said, Booker, the only guy that's playing as good as Booker in the playoffs is Jimmy Butler. That's how well Booker is shooting. And even Jimmy doesn't shoot those. Those shooting splits are insane. I'm going to say it again, 60, 50, and 90. Unheard of. That's unheard of right now. It's unheard of right now. And the Denver Nuggets, you know, they're not playing a lick of defense at all in this series. In this set, these last two games, they haven't played a lick of defense. Their defense has been very disappointing. Uh, Jamal Murray and Jokic on the road, they've both been pretty good. Everybody else has been kind of up and down, been kind of suspect in this series for Denver. So it's kind of like flip flopped it the last two games when you only had two. We only had Jokic and Jamal Murray stepping up, but you have nobody else. Michael Porter Jr. had 21 in the last game in game number three, but, again, wasn't enough to outlast the main two guys upon the team. This is a scenario. We had the two guys. You had Devin Booker and Kevin Durant duo, and you had the bench. In this game scenario, you had only Jokic and Jamal Murray, and plus your defense has not been been that shows you just how bad your defense has been. And you know, we don't we're not used to this going off like how he did. We not he exploded. He exploded. I didn't know Dez had a temper. Hey, Dez had a temper. He was like with the video so making but he's like, oh, that's just too goddamn easy. <laughs> you never see Dez go out like that. Coach, if he wasn't if he wasn't calling play by play with you, I think he would have kicked the TV. I think he would. I think he'd be doing something behind the scenes though when he's not doing the game. When he's not doing the game, I think he'd be doing something behind the scenes though. I really do. He was he was heated, man. He was heated. He'd be like, oh, that's just too goddamn. <laughs> hey, he was mad. He meant it too. I was like, that's why I started laughing. <laughs> but I understand that. Come on, man. Yep. Play some di- look, you, you can have bad offense. You're going to have bad shooting games. Denver's defense, non-existent. Like, no resistance. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to need Eric Gordon. I'm going to need KCP, Bruce Brown, who was one of my favorite players. They, they got to step it up. 
do something to bother Devin Booker. If you can't stop him, then make then attack him on offense and make him play defense. Do something to take his legs away because right now Devin Booker is shooting like he's in practice. Yep. Yep. I, I he hey every shot he's shooting, golly, that it just it is it's like a layup for him. Every shot he's shooting. Come on, Des. Hey, tell the Denver Nuggets to come on. And I want that Lakers and Denver series. I want that play by play when you and Fred. I do want that. Oh, like, I want you know what? <laughs> I, I want the Lakers. I actually love would love the Lakers to win tonight. I actually would love it so they can get one step closer. But damn, now we don't know if Phoenix gonna win. We don't know if go. I mean, uh, we don't know if Denver may win. We don't. We, we don't. don't know if the Lakers win tonight. We made sure for sure, probably kind of got some glimpses, but again, Golden State's been down 3-1 before. So it's almost like you got to see it to believe it. you got to you want them to kind of put them away the best way you, you, you could. But I'll say this: if the but, Lakers blow them out again, if they if they go back to back and they win, look, I, I, I've said this: it's a hot take. People, we, and we 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 get on here and we 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 agree or disagree sometimes. I believe if the Lakers beat the Warriors, they're going to the finals. That's what I believe. Yes, yes, you could. That's all what agree. I believe. It, that's that's just what I see. I I don't think. Even with Booker and KD, that they have enough to beat the Lakers in a series. I don't think Denver can beat the Lakers in a series. That, that's just my belief. So yep. the only thing that's stopping them from going to the finals is Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Yep, yep, that is. Like I say, uh, the only reason, like, it depends on who makes it to the finals. Because I do got Denver making it to the NBA finals. Okay, that's my and, and only. Look, I, I picked Denver I, to beat Phoenix. Yep. I, I did too. I did too. I did. I picked Denver to be Phoenix too. I got Denver overall making the final, but if somehow Phoenix end up beating them and LA make it to the Western Conference Finals, I will pick LA to go to the NBA Finals because I don't trust Phoenix at all. I will put pick LA to get to the finals. My 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 answer will be different because if Denver make it, I'm I, I'm a true warrior. I'm gonna stay with my my actual pick that I did pick, but the Lakers could make the finals. If they beat the Warriors, they got a strong case. They can make the finals. They can definitely make the finals. All the shit they went through this year and stuff like that, wasn't supposed to be in the playoffs or nothing like that. They, and they really won. That team really wasn't supposed to be in. But other than that, they made the right moves in the trade deadline. That's where it started at. They got they got they right, made the right moves. Once they made those moves, they were one of the best teams in the league. So you got to give them respect for them. You got to give them credit. They end up in. And like I say, if you can end up in in a tournament like this, it's kind of like end up in the NCAA. You just never know. You can end up in the tournament. Hey, you can be dangerous. And we knew, we knew the Lakers can be dangerous end up in the actual playoff series. We knew that what type of team they can be. So other than that, guys, we'll see what happens. But we do got we we do got some uh topics uh to go over right here before we make a move. Do you think DeAndre A will be a son next year? Phoenix Sun next year. Um, not if the Suns can help it. If they can find somebody to trade trade with them, they would send him. I think if they could, they'd move him tonight. Um, Monty Williams didn't want him back this season. They didn't want him back, but Indiana made that that offer to him because he was a restricted free agent. I think they were forced to match it uh, because they couldn't they couldn't find a way to put together a sign and trade package. DeAndre Ayton is not without talent. My problem with DeAndre Aiden and probably yours is too is he don't have a motor. He doesn't seem like he got any fight in him. He don't have that dog in him. But it's not for a lack of talent. So I think if it's possible, if 
they will try to broker a deal to move him. It's just a matter of finding a trade partner. But I definitely think they're going to try to move him this offseason. Yeah, man, like I say again, Jock Landell is playing obviously better than him. Uh, he he does not got motivation. First of all, didn't think he wanted to be re-signing back with the uh, Phoenix Suns. I think he really wanted to go to Indiana. I think he really uh, wanted to go back to uh, Indiana. So other than that, Monty Williams, he has not been right since Monty Williams kind of called him out pretty much. He's not been right ever since then. Uh, other than that, he's got thick. He's got real thick skin. He's got uh, soft skin. I'm gonna say that soft skin. Yeah. Player holds him accountable. Player holds him accountable. He doesn't respond well. Monty Williams sat him on the bench, which is he deserved to be sat on the bench for after he played in Game Three. And Jot Lindell did play better, and it did. Uh, you down there almost a max player. Down there almost a max player. They brought you back. He didn't respond well to it. Jock Landell outplays him. He wasn't happy about sitting on the bench. He comes out. You'll think he come out like the first play of the game. First, he came out, got four offensive rebounds on one position. That shows me right there that you had the motor. But then again, late in the game, what happened? Jock Landell still plays better than you, and you're not putting up any production. So that made me starting to think a little bit. I may go with the person that got the better energy, Jock Landell. Yeah. I I might consider it, not saying I would right as of right now, but I may consider it starting Jot Landell with DeAndre Ayton and let De- send DeAndre Ayton a message. You either play hard every possession or find a way to stop being so goddamn soft, or you can sit on the bench next to me and watch Jock Landell go out there and give up better effort. And Landell get up- gives you everything. No, he gives you everything because he ain't a max player. He ain't a max player. And he's fighting to get in, stay in the league. He's fighting to stay in the league and prove that he's worth something in the league. A player like that will fight every possession. Yeah, a player like DeAndre Aiden, he's already got a rep, got a reputation of being, of being a solid player when he need be, when he need be, or when he's shown the asses or when he be. That shows you about the contract that they actually gave him. John Landon ain't got nothing to lose. He just go out there and play, play basketball. So again. That only helps out Kevin Durant and Devin Booker more, someone that doesn't need the ball to be effective, that loves to do his job the best way he could. But other than that, not saying I would do it, but you got to consider it. I think you have to put it in jeopardy and consider that Jock Landell playing more harder than DeAndre Aiden. I wouldn't be surprised if it'd be a lineup shape out, be a lineup shape out to put him in the starting lineup and send DeAndre Aiden, hey, a message. It might motivate him. Yeah, it, it may do. It may it, it may do. It may motivate them. May motivate them. Sometimes it takes that. Hey, sit on the bench next to me. You come off the bench. You help out the second unit. You help out the second unit. You don't like that? Hey, that's fine. You just you just sit on the bench. All I care is just sit on the bench. Sit on the bench and watch your teammates and stuff like that. So kind of like coaches like that. Monty Williams is a great coach, and he definitely sent DeAndre Aiden a message in game number three. Letting them know, hey, Jot Landell's playing better right now. Hey, he's going to play these last five minutes of the game. He's going to play basically to the end of the game, and you're going to sit next to me at the end of the game and to the game after the game is over. So, kind of like, actually, he was actually able to get some stops on the Joker a couple of times. Yep, yep. Not, and hey, he stops. Yep, you go out there and show some stability. Hey, you you prove that you basically trustworthy. Now I can trust you to put you in those situations. So, um. 
with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant production, do you still think it will be enough to beat Denver down the stretch these last two games, the next two? I, I, I think it can be enough. We've already seen that uh, the last two games. Mm-hmm. The, real, the real question should be, are the Denver Nuggets going to let two players beat them? <laughs> that, that, we should ask Denver that, like, I need Aaron Gordon to do what he did He did in the regular season. I need the same production from Michael Porter Jr. Jamal Murray has shot well from the field, but he's been horrible from the three-point line this series. Like, I need Jamal Murray to attack the basket more and shoot threes less. Like, that, Denver, to me, is the better team. But Phoenix clearly has the two most dominant wing players. And if you're not going to bother them at all, because they're not bothered, if you're going to just let them basically dance and play one-on-one, I don't know what you're taking away. You're not taking away Booker. You're not taking away Durant. And now, random role players. Landry Shamit had his career high. Like, just off of this series, Landry Shamit might get a a raise off this series. You may do. Right. You have to decide what you're going to do. Like, if you're not going to, you have to take something away from them. I, I'm, I'm not saying suddenly you're going to stop Devin Booker, but I would, I would blitz him more like do, do show him a different look, but to just say, do the same defense over and over in Denver. Like a lot of teams fall into that trap. They play a lot of drop coverage because Joker can't play in space. Yep. And they're getting eaten alive in that drop coverage because you're, you're drop, you're doing drop coverage on two guys who are natural jump shooters to begin with. Yep. So uh, I I think Coach Malone has his hands full. Yes, their offense needs to be more balanced, but if they don't compete on defense, I don't care what they do on offense, they're going to lose this series. Yeah, you're definitely, you definitely right, and they're on the verge of doing it. Like I say, game five, big pivotal game five coming up uh, for both teams uh, in Denver. So, hey, Denver, like I say, hey, if they get the if the Suns get the same bitch production they got in games three and four. Hey, it's gonna be a long day for Denver, especially if something like this happened. Do you think Jokic will get suspended? He shouldn't. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I, he shouldn't. I just I saw that we saw it in real time. I thought when well, one the the fan who turned out to be the Suns owner he. He grabbed the ball and he wouldn't give it to him. Like, just give up the ball, man. What are you doing? Like, he was trying to be make himself part of the game. And then when Joker kind of like nudges him with it a little bit, he sells it like he's a professional basketball player. He <laughs> so I was like, wow, this guy's really, he's really trying to be involved. I I hope the league is smart. Really look at what happened. Um, no, he shouldn't get suspended. If you want to tap him on the on the wrist and give him a fine or something like that, but you, but do not take away um, one team's very best player in a hotly contested series that you know will impact the outcome of the series. You don't want to do that. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with you on that one. You don't want to suspend somebody when when it's a game five, uh, this uh, this magnitude of playoff thing. You know it's a big game for both of these teams. Uh, like I said, again, if you, you can't allow – y'all was telling Keith, you can't allow guys – in the stands to bother an NBA player and the NBA player is uh, supposed to take exception of it. You can't allow a fan to put his hands on a player and the player not to take exception of it. You got to look at both sides of it. You got to look at both sides on it. 
Now, I would be okay with the fine as long as he's not getting suspended. So if he gets suspended, I think it will be totally unfair in the owner to get away with what he got away with. I think it will be totally, I think it will be totally unfair. So again, we're here in the situation with Russell Westbrook and uh, multiple fans, multiple fans getting away if they don't supposed to get away with it. A grown man in the NBA is not gonna let another grown man in the stands. Like I say, get away with get away with putting his hands on him or saying what he wants or talking about a person, his own family. That that cannot fly. So I, I will be thinking it's unfair if they do end up spending Nikola Jokic. I'll be thinking it's unfair. And you let the, give the owner a pass. Right. I mean, the best thing I would probably the uh, best thing will happen in this situation is a fine and move on from it and move and just move on from it. And let's finish a, a great series off. Let's just finish the series off uh, really strong. So other than that, um, you got, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, yesterday was saying, you know, I think it was, it may was a push off by Jason Tatum, but again, a lot of calls in this Sixers series has been not so good calls. The uh, foul on Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, when he ran in Tobias Harris on the loose ball. Yeah. It was a loose ball. I didn't think it should have been called a foul. If the ball is in the air, that's anybody's ball. I have a right to the ball just as he had a right to the ball. It's kind of like when you're diving on the floor to the ball. Diving on the floor for the ball. I have a right to the ball. I mean, Joel B stepped on Grant, but the game, right. they both they both, they both both played. They both talked it out, and right. they both know it wasn't intentional. And, and, and Grant said, it's playoff basketball, man. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. But – you had, he has the same right to the ball as he had. The ball is in the air. Hey, I bump into him, but I'm trying to get go for the ball. I'm trying to get the ball. I'm trying to get the ball. They caught a foul on Jalen Brown on that one. The charge call, it was a little bit, I thought it was a little bit of a block, but again, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. He's outside of the restricted area. It may was the right, it maybe was the right call. But You're talking about the Marcus Smart. The Marcus Smart charge that was okay. actually called. I thought it was actually a blocking foul, but I'm not mad at the call. I'm not mad at yeah. the call because he's outside of the restricted area. If you're outside of that restricted area, that's automatic charge anyway. So I'm not. That's why I'm not so. I'm not going to be so mad at it. But we're seeing guys push off all the time. James Harden does it all the time too, and he gets away with it. But it, it was a push off. Jason Tatum kind of did push him off. Do you agree it was a kind of a push off, or that's a play ball? You think the ref did the right thing, just kind of letting it go, letting it play? Oh, it was, I thought it was a blatant push off, but but. But I, I will say this: you you just said it. James Harden does it all the time, and he yep. the difference between James and Tatum is Tatum literally extended his arm out and did yeah. it. James is really clever because he does like a little chicken wing when you're when, <laughs> when, when he gets your mom, your momentum going the other way. He just he doesn't extend; he just nudges you a little bit, but it's just enough to give him separation. Uh, yep. He's just clever at it. But let's be honest: the way the game is played now. Most offensive players get away with that that little shove. Yep. I mean, to get contact. It, it if you were going by the letter of the law, that should be an offensive foul every time because you're, yep. you're, you're, you're you yeah. are you are separate using that for separation. But if you're not going to call it, then don't call it later either. Just be consistent. Yep. yep, yep. I mean, in that in that magnitude of the game, you try to avoid those type of calls right now because you don't want anybody saying the referees got involved and that should have been something. He did extend his arm, which I think it should be called every time. Like I say, right. I'm on the same thing uh, in that series. Uh, I mean, when Anthony Davis kind of extended his arm and people saying it was it was a flop, but I don't think it was. If, if the referee see the arm go out like this, they may call it. It depends right. on the referees calling the game. And I think it should be called. If the arm go out extended, 
it should definitely be called every single time. Every single time. James Harden does his real quick. He does his real quick. It is. Really it's quick. like judo. Yeah. <laughs> he does his really, really quick. Got a really sneaky. It's, a, it's really subtle. And, it's, yes. and, and the arm doesn't come all the way out. It's just a quick little chicken wing. Yep. And before you know it, he's already, he's already raising up, shooting he's the jump. Yep. Yep. That's what he did. He's, he's still, he still got, he still got it in him. And it fools the referee eye level a little bit. But again, when you're watching in real time, you'd be like, that's an offensive foul. That's a traveling violation. That's actually a traveling violation when you actually have to slow motion it and watch it. Yeah, but then again, when the game is going, you don't actually see it. You don't actually kind of see it like that until you actually see the replay. Jason Tatum, he actually did extend the arm, but again, there was a lot of questionable calls in the game that should have went that should have went both ways. There's a lot of questionable calls in the game. So again, PJ Tucker holding his teammates accountable. He held Joel Embiid accountable, told him that he was playing too soft, told him that he was playing too soft. What you think about that? I, I thought you – you know what? That was a leadership moment. But what I was really impressed with is when P.J. Tucker was yelling at him and when he was getting into his ear, Embiid wasn't di- disconnecting. He was listening. He was taking that in. Like that That's that shows maturity in Embiid's part because uh, Joel Embiid a couple of years ago – they would have been in an argument. That would have gone back and forth. That would have gone wrong. The fact that he knew what P.J. Tucker was trying to do, he understood it was leadership. He was trying to motivate him, um, and, and it worked. Um, that was, I think that was a big moment. The, the reason why you sign a guy like P.J. Tucker is for moments like that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I definitely uh, definitely liked that, man. Definitely liked that. They remember last year. Boston was 18 and 21. Uh, Ime Udoka and Marcus Smart called out the team publicly. They called out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown by name. And right after that, they went 28 and 7. After that, they went to the NBA Finals. So calling out a person works. That kind of works to some degree. It depends. It depends on the person, what type of person the person is. Like someone like James Harden, you call him out publicly. I don't think it will work. I think James Harden really. I think James Harden really that type of person that if you call him out publicly, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, he don't, it don't look like it would work. Right. Like he'd be rattled for him. Now, Joel Embiid, he's also been called out by Charles Barkley and Shaq, and he responded well to it. He responded well to it, and he said he think they right. And you know how he responded? It was that game against Boston. It was a regular season game, actually. That uh, he responded. They end up winning the game because of Joel Embiid, and Shaq them respecting him more because he took the criticism. He went out there and played, and he was the catalyst of why they won the game. And Joel Embiid, you know, I like the way he took it. I love the way he took it. And you saw he was shaking his head. Yep. Yep, he was listening. He was all in. He was taking it. And you got to give credit to P.J. Tucker. But P.J. Tucker, in a big situation, game situation, it was regulation, 102 to uh, 105. Uh, Tobias Harris, shot clock running down. Air ball and PJ Tucker, he gets a put back in the and one. That was a key of the game. That was a key of the game. James Harden had 12 points in overtime, but those three points right there was a key of the game. He always in the right place at the right time. And that's it changed the game too. The situation, it changed the game too. It changed the game very much. And hey, that was a key. That was a key point of the game. What PJ Tucker did, but you know, we got a pivotal game five, so we're going to get to our. 
I'll get to your predictions, and we're going to go ahead and enjoy the rest of the day into game time. So the Lakers, we got the Warriors at the Lakers tonight. Game number four, Lakers looking to take a 3-1 series lead. Mo, who you gambling on tonight? I'm taking the Lakers. Um, I I think this is one of those games where if I'm wrong, you know, it'll, it'll have long-term ramifications because I think that whoever wins tonight is going to win the series. I think whoever wins tonight is going to win this series. Even though it'll just be 2-2 if the Warriors win, I think whoever wins tonight is going to win this series. So if you're the Lakers, I expect LeBron – and AD to play extra minutes because they know you want to go up 3-1. You want to go up 3-1, take control of this series. So, And I think you're going to get the same effort from Golden State. This is going to be the championship fight. This is going to be the one where everybody's going to give you everything they have because I, I think they think the same way. I think this game determines who wins this series. Yep. I got to actually go on seven. I, I'm going to go with the Warriors on this game right here. I think they know the standard, too. I think they kind of know the standard. I said, man, they've been down. They've been down before. They've been even down 3-1 in a series before. You've seen it plenty of times against Oklahoma City when they were down 3-1. When they were down 3-1, and a lot of people thought they were – I was. I thought they were dead in the water at that time when Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook went on a tear. They found a way to win game five, which is we expected them to win that game five. But that game six, they were down early. They were down late, too. Clay Thompson happened in the game six. They end up winning it in seven. The Rockets had them, had them three two. They end up winning one on the road and at home. Uh, go uh, Sacramento had them two zero. They had them two zero. But again, I you I never sensed that Sacramento was gonna uh, run away with the series. Right. But they've been down. They were down in the series two zero, and Sacramento need the game four. That probably would have been a different story. At that point, but again, they already been down three one. They already been down. Why would I have to? Why would I not give them an opportunity to get the game? Now, if they lose, maybe something different. But again, you got to really close these guys out. You got to once you see since blood, once you see blood, you got to go for the kill. You got to take a swing on Golden State because it's Golden State. They've been down against Boston in the playoff series last year. They were down. What they do? They fight back. They fight back. They win the NBA Finals. It's just hard to go against them every time they go down. But when you when you know they up, it can also be tough. They know how to finish you off when they're also up, too. So it goes both ways because you've seen it. You've seen it. But other than that, I do got it going seven. The winner of this game has the momentum of the series. Has the momentum of the series. Just like you said, the winner of this game has the momentum of the series. That's why I believe. Like you said, definitely agree with you. Winner of this game may win the series, maybe winning the series. So got a pivotal game for New York at Miami. Who you rolling with, Mo? So that's the weird part. I picked the Knicks before the series. So, but if I'm being honest, yeah. I think Miami's gonna win tonight. Okay. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> I, I already I already admitted to you, coach. I'm going against my own I know better. And I still went ahead. I know better. Um because I said, well, Tibbs, Tibbs is not going to make the mistake that Budenholzer did and let Jimmy Butler dominate him. Now, Jimmy hasn't put up the numbers that he did, but he has dominated when he's played. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the L and say that Miami wins tonight. 
I had my, I had it going seven recently. I did have it going seven, and I still think mine will win in the seven. Like I say, I don't want to do this though. I don't want to actually do it. But like I say, if you like I say, if you like you say, if you're talking realistic, I'm gonna gamble and go with the Knicks to win in Miami. But I do got Miami actually overall winning the series in okay. seven games. I do think they. But if they win, that would help out my case anyway, because they won anyway. It goes right. They, they were gonna win. They won anyway. It goes so this only help out my cause if they do go up three one. Right. It's only help out my cause, but. I must go for the split with the New York Knicks, even though it may, it may, it ain't gonna shock me at all. Miami end up winning this game, and it'll make my prediction, it'll make our prediction a little more, a little more greater about Miami. But other than that, another great morning show, man. Uh, we wait, we gonna wait to game time tonight. I know you're ready for the Lakers and the Miami oh, Heat. Yeah. I know I'm ready. I know everybody in the network is gonna be ready. So tell the people they can follow you at. At Sports Empire Network and catch the podcast, NBA Cypher. I'm up on YouTube. I'm trying to be like you and Dez and try to get more involved and do live shows, but um, yep. that's a gradual process for me because it's a new process for me. Yeah, just let me know something. I'll come on the show if you, if you need me to. Just let me know something. Coach, it's an honor anytime you step yeah. on, man. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get that going, let me know. I let me know. I get time. I get. I get on. I get on. Right. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. So y'all know y'all can follow me. Y'all gonna follow follow me on my channel tonight when I'm doing both games and on Empire Sports Network. So I'll be uh, in the chat. There we go. Mo always in the chat, hanging out, chilling with us, laughing, hanging out, chilling with us. Man, Dez had his first rant yesterday. Mini <laughs> rant. It was a mini rant, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it'll be all better tonight. I hope it'll be all better too. Uh, appreciate it, Eve. My boy Eve been in the chat lurking. He don't know shit about basketball, but long as <laughs> you in the chat, you in the chat, that's fine. That's fine. We, we love it, man. Uh, he's more of a football. He's a football expert. So, okay. other than that, man, make sure y'all hit that like, comment, and subscribe. And as for me, Coach Dante, as my co-host, Mo, shout out to Keith for being a part of the chat. Thanks, Keith, for holding it down. Holding it down for my boy Mo. Uh, shout out to you. Uh, so we're going to end up getting up out of here. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Enjoy your day. See y'all tonight.